Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, raw feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. Well, happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope that you are planning on attending the cancer webinar coming up on Thursday, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, 7 p.m. Central Time with Dr. Judy Jasek. We'll be talking to her tomorrow, of course, but we're going to go um, a little bit in depth into cancer and how to protect your dogs. You know, we're seeing such a rise in cancer and uh, we think we have some uh, ideas why. Uh, Certainly we see some very toxic dogs out there and we want to talk to you guys about what's the best way to detoxify your dog and the best way to keep them as healthy as possible in a toxic world. So uh, go to the website, uh, just uh, in the search bar, uh, put in cancer webinar and it should come up. If you have any problems, just let me know. And uh, that will be going up as a course, part one, part two, part three, as a course, as we move forward and you will be able to purchase it there, but it will be a little bit higher price than it's going to be for this webinar that's coming up on Thursday. So get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com and take a look at that webinar and get signed up. All right. So on Tuesdays, you know, we've been doing Brian's beef and sometimes we get behind, but we have one tonight. All right. We have one. um, We have one today. And this one, um, this one's going to be a good one. And it's called those who don't know history. (laughs) Well, you're doomed to repeat it. That's right. We hear that a lot. And Brian is saying the same thing about the pet food industry. So he says, Edmund Burke. Edmund Burke once said, those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. So you guys remember that name, Edmund Burke. That's who said it. And Brian says, if you're serious about changing the narrative concerning your pet's health and you want to do better, then you should first learn the history of the pet food industry, specifically kibble. Because until you know and understand why kibble exists, you are in danger of falling for the clever and deceptive marketing lies of the entire pet industry. (gasps) Wait a minute, Brian. Are you saying that they lie? Oh my goodness. Tell me it isn't so. People that do a lot of big, big marketing, they don't lie, do they? Brian goes on to say, every pet parent who wants to do better for their pet should watch the documentary. And I couldn't agree more. You should watch the documentary documentary called Pet Fooled. Pet Fooled. It is available free on YouTube. But fair warning, before you watch, you should mentally prepare yourself to make changes. Now, wait a minute, Brian. Are you saying that when people watch Pet Fooled, that they're really going to change and 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 feed their dog something different. I mean, because 
they've been thinking that all those vitamins and minerals of, you know, 60 or so listed on the back of the bag, that they're great for the dog. Brian goes on to say, well, once you see some truths about pet food, well, you may find it difficult to continue doing some of the things that you may be doing. And Brian also suggests that you should read the following books on your next educational journey, Feeding Dogs by Dr. Connor Brady. Yes, I have that book. It is great. It's 500 pages long. So you're not going to read it all in one sitting unless you're just a catch potato and that's all you do is read. And then maybe you will. Uh, the next book is Multi-Billion Dollar Pet Food Fraud, Hiding in Plain Sight by Dr. Tom Lonsdale. I've not read that book, uh, but I love Dr. Tom Lonsdale, L-O-N-S-D-A-L-E. And then the third book, Big Kibble. The Hidden Dangers of the Pet Food Industry by Sean Buckley, B-U-C-K-L-E-Y. Ooh, these books, these books outline the pet food industry's history, specifically who they are and why kibble is even a thing. Spoiler, Brian says, it is not because it's the best way to feed your dogs. I know, I know. I get that question all the time. How can I feed my dogs cheaper? Well, get kibble. But let's face it, guys. I mean, cheaper is cheaper health, worse health, not great health. Right? I, this is the way it is. But Brian goes on to say convincing consumers that it is best, that kibble's best. It, well, that requires pet food manufacturers to spend more money on marketing than the ingredients that go into their food. I highly agree. Dr. Jasek says that all the time. Neely says that all the time. We all say that. So we totally agree with that statement. And the most powerful, influential, and well-compensated employee at a pet food company, well, it's not the nutritionist or a veterinarian. I can promise you that. But instead, the president of what? 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 President of marketing? President of marketing is the most powerful, influential, and well-compensated employee at a pet food company? Ooh. What does that tell you? Spending $100 million in marketing annually. What? Wait, I'm about choked on that. $100 million in marketing annually allows you to brainwash the heck out of consumers. Holy sphincter. That, yeah, $100 million. Can you imagine all the sphincter news you could put out there and sphincter slanted lies? You're right, Brian. That's a lot of dope. Getting veterinarians to endorse your product helps even more because you can accuse anyone anyone who questions your product of thinking they know more than the doctors, or maybe they call you science deniers. How many of you have been treated like that? Well, you want to feed raw? Well, I'm the doctor. I went to school. Did you go to school? Did you spend $250,000 on a degree? No, because I'm not that stupid. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I didn't mean it like that. Did I? No, I didn't. I didn't mean like, what I meant was, 
the people aren't stupid. The industry is stupid. Okay. The, the, the well-meaning kids that come out of veterinary um, schools are not stupid. Okay. But the teaching inside of it is, I mean, if you don't know what a carnivore is and you don't know that they're 99.9% wolf because their teeth haven't changed, their digestive tract hasn't changed. That's frightening. I think that's weird to me. But I hear this every day. Well, it's just like our medical doctors. Yep. Yippers. And I'm still waiting on those. I'm sorry. I was wrong about some things in the last three years. Oh, that's why when they say what Brian just said, you know, um, do you think you know more than the doctors? Yeah, sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not a science denier. I'm a science studier. Okay, I'll calm down. All right, so Brian goes on to say, do you know who else used powerful marketing and endorsements to fool consumers into using a product they knew was not healthy? Well, <laughs> that's right. Big tobacco. Woohoo! big tobacco. Today, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who would try to defend cigarettes or tell you they're safe. Still. It was not that long ago when medical professionals endorsed cigarettes and cigarette advertisements openly appealed to children and were broadcast on TV, placed on giant billboards and in sports stadiums and had colorful, fun ads in mainstream magazines. Now you're seeing big pet food manufacturers use those same tactics and strategies. And you know what? consumers are falling for it just like they fell for the lies about cigarettes. Some things never change, Brian says. Oh my goodness, I know. You know, Brian, I'm just thinking that I'm hoping because we just came through a horrific three years of uh, not pet fooled, people fooled. They need, they need to do a documentary called People Fooled. Yeah, they have been fooled to do things that are not good for them. Mm. I hope we learn from history. Brian goes on to say many people today would say they would have never fallen for the marketing lies used by big tobacco back in the day. Yet they've bought all the lies from the pet food industry with little, and I'm talking teeny tiny little resistance. That's right. Oh, you wouldn't have fallen for big tobacco, but you're falling for the lies from the pet food industry. The average pet parent wouldn't dare question Mars, Nestle's, Hills, or for Pete's sakes, Purina. <sighs> A quick look at any social media site and you can easily find criticisms, questions, and complaints about a raw food company or product. But it's much more difficult to find anyone posting about that bag of Hill Science Diet. Yeah, that Hill Science Diet, it caused my dog to vomit or it gave me my dog loose stools. Well, I hope it didn't give you loose stools. But yeah, if you were eating it, it'd probably give you loose stools too. So just don't eat the dog food. But suppose the person added some fresh food to the bowl. <laughs> well, it, 
the fresh food is what's going to get blamed, right? If you add any fresh food to that toxic freaking Perina sphincter food or heels or anything that Mars produces, which is half the pet food out there, that's not going to get blamed. No, 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 no. The fresh food is what gets blamed. Absolutely. I hear it every day, every single day. I wish I would have started writing a book about eight years ago. It would have been a hilarious book about the stuff I hear. Yeah. From pet parents and from vets, I would just say. Only $100 million a year can buy that benefit of the doubt. And that is right, diet, uh, Brian, diet. Only $100 million a year can buy that benefit of the doubt. So what he's saying is um, you have to have a lot of money to keep people from saying things you don't want them to say, right? Get things wiped off, censor people. <laughs> You know, fool them. People fooled and pet fooled. Brian says real change starts to happen only when consumers educate themselves on who the pet food industry is and what their products are. And that is what happened to the tobacco industry. I mean, the parallels between these industries are frightening. They're frightening. So let's just go through a few of those, okay? Big Tobacco spent millions calling into question any medical information critical to cigarette smoking. Whoa, does that sound familiar to anybody? Big Pet Food does its best to ensure no studies, zero, zip, nada, no studies about the benefits of raw diet even happen. And still, if one happens to be published, they use it, they use its considerable resources and, and influence to discredit it quickly. Of course they do. I've seen it. I've seen it. They discredit any information that comes out that says that a raw fresh food diet has improved the health of a dog. No, no, no. We've got to suppress that information. Nobody wants to hear that. Ain't got time for that. And you got time to have healthy pets. Here's your second thing. Big tobacco, tobacco, big tobacco, big tobacco, big tobacco, consistently maintained that any evidence of a link between their product and cancer was, you know, it's ah, inconclusive. Seriously. <laughs> and, and I'm just going to interject here as if I haven't already, but I'm going to interject here again, that all of these cancers, these sudden cancers, these aggressive cancers, nobody wants to relate that to what happened in the last three years, right? Don't want to do it. We're going to, no, no, not going to look at that. But just wait a couple of years. That will really be very much in the forefront, just like the big tobacco stuff, all right? So no correlation between food and cancer rate in dogs, right? Big Tobacco consistently maintains uh, that the link between their product, like kibble and cancer, is inconclusive. Big Pet Food maintains no correlation between food 
and cancer rates in dogs. Despite cancer in dogs being almost non-existent before the invention of kibble, and the instances of cancer in dogs skyrocketing since kibble was invented and sold to the public as the only, it's the only way to feed your dog. They're going to be so happy and healthy with only two legs. Okay, we'll give you three. We're only going to take one leg for cancer. Okay. That's, that's, that's reasonable, right? A big tobacco had the Tobacco Institute and the Committee for Tobacco Research, whose job was to debunk any notion that tobacco was unhealthy and promote its use. Well, Big Pet Food has the Pet Food Institute created only a few years after the invention of kibble. That's curious, isn't it? The Pet Food Institute was created only a few years after the invention of kibble. And I'll tell you what's curious, Brian, is that we're seeing that more and more today, that if you want to debunk something or you want to keep your a dirty little secret secret, well, you create a group uh, to come out and it looks like it's a, a group that's for health, right? For the people, of the people. Uh, but then we find out, yeah, not, not. But the Pet Food Institute, you know, their primary mission is to be the voice of U.S. pet food makers. Well, that should tell you a lot right there. If the Pet Food Institute is the voice of the pet food makers and the makers are making crap, crap that's causing inflammation and cancer, well, that's a sphincter institute, right? Yeah, but big pet food They got them a pet food institute to guard their dirty little nasty secrets. One of the largest tobacco manufacturers, they used a cartoon camel. You guys remember that? The cartoon camel to promote the use of their product? Well, survey results showed that six-year-old children, six-year-old children could actually identify Joe Camel. Remember that? Joe Camel. They can identify Joe Camel, the smoking camel, as easily as Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Now, Big Pet Food, what do they do? They used an adorable tabby cat named Morris. Morris the cat. Remember Morris the cat? Yeah. They used Morris to show that even the most finicky eaters preferred Nine Lives kibble. And when given the choice of foods... That's what he preferred. Are you smoking crack? Yeah, yeah. My cat prefers that sloppy. Ooh. I can't. Just look at the ingredients of Nine Lives Kibble. Look at it. I mean, I get it. It's kitty crack. And it's hard to get those cats off a crack. Ugh. But it's horrible. If you think that's healthy, I, I'm going to have to sit you down and have a talk with you. Brian goes on to say, just like tobacco companies hoped a cartoon character would create future customer customers from kids. Yeah, well, pet food companies, yeah, they use cute pet characters, you know, on TV and on their bags in hopes of kids influencing their parents on what pet food to buy. Hmm. It is disgusting. I hope you can see now how 
a lot of these um, marketing strategies, they are just used over and over and over again. Fear sells, right? Um, cute little animals, they sell. Yeah. $100 million. What could I influence you to do with $100 million? Woo. I could probably convince you that eating raw dog food yourself would make you, I don't know, sexy as all get out. Make your hair all shiny and your eyes bright. If you start lifting your legs on stuff, then we got a problem. What worked for one industry would hopefully work for ours. Well, that had to be what big, big pet food thought when they employed these successful tactics. For big tobacco, growing skepticism from the public eventually eroded its power. And we, the raw feeders, we're left to only hope for the same fate for big pet food. And it will. That will be the fate for big pet food if more people snap out of it, wake up, stand up, snap out of it, start asking questions, and start making changes. Big pet food is no more a friend to your pet than big tobacco was a friend to our lungs and hearts. And that is a hard pill to swallow, but it is true. Thank you, Brian. That was Brian's beef. I thought that was brilliant as always. Big tobacco and big pet food. Yeah, using the same tactics. We've seen a lot of those same tactics on a lot of other things in the past three years. And I think that, um, you know, our biggest success has not been millions of dollars in marketing, right? I mean, m most of us don't spend marketing dollars at all. I mean, um, we, we rely on pet parents telling other pet parents, pet parents saying, oh my gosh, my dog was diagnosed with such and such. I took all the toxins out of their body, put them on a fresh food diet. I started detoxing them and they bounced back. Um, I had sloppy poops. I had dander, uh, tartar on the teeth. Um, and, and I, I changed their food and they look amazing. And it's not just you guys that the poops are smaller. The poops are smaller because your dog is actually eating real food that it's using. The, the smaller poops is just a bonus. It doesn't smell like kibble poops and it, doesn't decay like kibble poops. Why? Because there's not colors, flavorings, preservatives. I don't, I'm not sure that we have done a good job of really helping our pet parents understand that those things are good. They're not good for you. They're not good for our dogs. Um, and here, here's what I know, guys. If, if your dog is not doing well on a raw diet, there's something going on with your dog because your dog is made to eat 
a a fresh raw diet. Raw is not cooked. Okay, raw is not freeze dried. Raw's raw is not air dried. Raw is raw. That means it is frozen, and if you leave it sitting out, it it, it is going to go bad. Raw is raw. And I always say this, if, if your dog is having issues on raw, it's revealing something about the dog. Now, there are caveats, of course. If your dog has been vaccinated repeatedly and they're having a um, an attack every time they eat chicken, well, there's reasons for that, okay? there's There's a correlation there. If your dog is having issues on pork, it could be that you have a damp dog and sometimes pork doesn't uh, bode well for Uh, damp dogs. But the other thing is too, how much organs in your food, how much bones in the food um, is is the meal balanced so that you do have nice, good poops. There is not a reason that a dog would not eat fresh food. That's like saying, you know what? I do a whole lot better. I do a whole lot better on um, Lucky Charms. Yeah, I'm great on Lucky Charms. Yeah, I don't have any upchuck. I get poop really well. Um, you know, I'm bouncing off the walls and everything, but I do really well on Lucky Charms. Now, when I eat bacon and eggs, forget it. I just go down the sphincter. I can't eat real food. I have to have Lucky Charms. I do so much better on Lucky Charms. That's weird. <laughs> I mean, come on. But that's literally what pa- parents are saying. No, my dog does great on, uh, yeah, Frosted Flakes. No, no, no. No, there will be no scrambled eggs. There will be no uh, pork chops in the morning. None of that stuff. It's got to be uh, Frosted Flakes. I'm sorry. Do really well on that. All right, everybody. Don't forget about our cancer webinar coming up on Thursday, August 17th, 6 p.m. Central Time. Now, if you're hearing this at a later date, that webinar will live on our website and it's something that you will be able to purchase. We are going to be working towards an online uh, clinic of information of webinars. Um, So if you can come on Thursday, that's great. It's $39.95, by the way. It's a $250 value. Uh, If you did a consult with Dr. Jasek, it's it's not uh, $39.95. All right. And um, So anyway, come over and at the end, we are going to be asking questions and those questions will be a part of future webinars and uh, will be in our our final product that we put out on the website. So be, be a part of that. We would love that. All right, everybody, get your dog on a species appropriate diet. Don't fall for the big pet food makers marketing schemes. There's nothing good about kibble. I don't care how much you are paying for it. All right. Get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business and where friends don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you tomorrow with Dr. Judy Jasek. Bye y'all. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.